we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. I God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Wee. Okay. All right. We rolling? Yes. Rolling, rolling, rolling. God, what a song. What a band. Oh, yeah. I just saw a shirt the other day, and I actually wanted to buy it. It just <laughs> said, Live, Laugh, Limp Biscuit." Oh, my. I would wear that. It looked phenomenal. But would you wear it? Ironically, no, man. Got to support the band. Yeah, got to support the band. When you have songs like "Rollin'," you deserve that support. What is the best Limp Biscuit track? Is it Nookie? Is it Rollin'? Nookie is a good one. That was the one that got a lot of people into it. Their cover of "Faith" is actually really good. Faith. Yeah. Oh, George Michael. Yeah. I forgot they did a cover of that. Yeah, that was their first real big song. Wow. God, timely. You gotta have faith. Timely and topical, talking about Limp Biscuit mm. on the podcast, which is being recorded in 2023. Fred Durst. Yeah. What a singer. What a songwriter. Uh, have you been listening to Limp Biscuit lately? I have heard a little bit of Limp Biscuit lately. Yeah. It's, uh, it's about the same. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I saw them live once, too. Oh. I bet you if they came to Edmonton and played a concert here, they would sell out Rogers Place. I guarantee you they would. There'd they be would. a lot of people who would go to it ironically, but there would be a lot of people who would just be full on, I'm a Limp Biscuit fan and I'm going to steer right into this. The thing about Limp Biscuit that a lot of people, I think they overlook is mu- musically, they're actually pretty strong. Yeah. Like, Wes Borland on guitar. He's a pretty good guitar player. Yeah. They got a good drummer and... I actually don't mind Fred Durst's voice. I think his voice matches the band. Sometimes the words he says make you go, What? <laughs> really? <laughs> Could we be friends? I don't know. Really? Uh, this is the portion of the podcast now, too, where I finally feel, because on Fridays when we record, these are not recommendations. This is just us talking about what we're watching, what we're listening to, mm-hmm. what we're reading. Sometimes we pretend we read books. Uh Knowing full well that we don't. Nope, not once. I listen to books, but that doesn't count as reading, does it? Well, yeah. You just leave leave out the listen part. Yeah. Um, what I watched though recently, I'm just I'm staring at my phone right now. You're probably like, he's so rude. He won't even look up on his phone. But I had to look this up. Uh, the movie that I watched the other night, and I freaking loved it so much. It's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. It's running a 6.8 on IMDb. Okay, that's a big difference. I know, but I I tend to look at the Rotten Tomatoes score. Very few things have a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, do they? Or are there more than I know? Is it critic score or audience? Does not say here. It just says 100% Rotten Tomatoes. But it's a movie. It's a Canadian movie, an independent film that's when it's independent, you pronounce film with two syllables. Film. You have to, yeah. Uh, or you call it cinema, not cinema, cinema. The movie is called I Like Movies. And 
It is fantastic. I tried telling you about it the other day. You just sort of, no, no. I don't know what it was. About yeah, it. it's because it's independent. I only watch oh, blockbusters. Oh my God, really? <laughs> don't say that. If it's not released by a studio, I don't want to see it. This You would love this. It takes place in the early 2000s, and it's just this. The, it's like a 17-year-old kid who's mummy's boy. He's awkward. He's kind of schlubby. Like he, he's, I feel bad talk. He, he's so frumpy. He isn't like the other kids at school. He's socially awkward. And he gets a job in a video score, store because he's passionate about movies. And it is bloody fantastic. The people who he works with in the video store, those characters are brilliant as well. Everything about this, he's so obnoxious. You start, you hate this kid at first, but you kind of, you turn a corner with him at a certain point in the film. It's called I Like Movies? It's called I Like Movies. When did it come out? 2022. Okay, so it's fairly recent. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I watched it on Netflix for free, but I'm looking at my phone. You can, I mean, you can pay to stream it elsewhere, but if you have Netflix, watch it there. Okay. Or don't. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. It's not part of the studio system, but that's fine. <laughs> God. I just, the kid, uh, what's his name? Isaiah Let- Lettinen? Isaiah, I don't know. But he is brilliant. He is an absolutely phenomenal actor. And he just crushes that role. I don't know how old he is, but he looks like a little kid. So Okay, I've never even heard of this one. Oh, yeah, it's good. It was recommended to me by somebody who's, taste and opinion I trust and I went for it and uh, I watched it and she was absolutely right no regrets nope no regrets what do you got Um, I started watching yesterday uh, a four episode series came out about David Beckham oh yeah also on Netflix and I've watched the first two episodes of it and David Beckham is one of those guys like I knew who he was I knew that he was a good footballer and that he was married to a Spice Girl. And really, I guess that was about it. I didn't know the ins and outs of his career. Uh, but I was watching this, and there's a lot of stuff I did not realize. A lot of drama? A lot of drama. Yeah, I mean, life started out great. Good-looking guy. Oh. Playing for Manchester United. I, and I guess the time he joined Manchester United was at that time in the early 90s when a lot of the bands were starting to come up. And they had oh. quite a music scene going on there. Oh, yeah. And they actually tied them together how about how the sports and music you know, Oasis, Stone Roses, all these Manchester bands were... Well, those bands, they all dressed like footballers, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think the Gallagher brothers are obsessed with Manchester United. And um, it tells the story of David And I did not realize that in the late 90s, he was engaged to Posh Spice at this time, and they were having their first baby out of wedlock. But hang on. People can do that? Yeah. I know. I thought you had to have a marriage license. <sighs> oh, boy. I think they broke a law. They're having a baby out of wedlock, and um, they're uh, he's playing for England in the World Cup, and they have a quarterfinal match, and he gets a red flag and is booted from the game. England ends up losing that game, and everything turned. Like him and Posh Spice were the biggest deal in England at that time, and then all of a sudden everybody hated his guts because of him <laughs> getting thrown out to the point that he could barely leave his house. Like people were spitting on him on the street. Death streets. threats, probably. He's getting death threats. Oh. The baby's getting death threats. The wife's Holy getting crap. death threats. Like it was insane for months and months and months. The harassment and abuse he took because of being kicked out of one game. Wow, was nuts. The prime minister was speaking about it, about how he messed up and cost them the game. The coach threw him under the bus. Like it's why I had no idea he went through that. Can you imagine the pressure? 
insane. Oh, like it's something that we can't really compare. No, because it's a it's a whole different like football in England is just a whole different beast. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting learning about him. Okay, I'm gonna watch that. I I do I find it fascinating, but I know nothing about him really, other than. Uh, God, he's just handsome as the day is long. Oh, my God. He's only getting more handsome. The, the, the shots of him being interviewed in, in modern times? Yeah. Oh, my God. Get lost um, in those eyes. If you were to put together your power rankings of Spice Girls, though, Posh, she'd probably be four on my list. Oh. She I looks just, really good now. I'm not a big fan of her. She, she looks, just, I don't know. She just seemed like too much... Too high maintenance. I I'm just, a sporty spice guy. Like I just, I've always liked sporty spice. She gets interviewed in this documentary. Oh, does she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who did I, I would probably go. Ginger. I think ginger probably number one. Then maybe ba- at the time, baby spice. I didn't, baby always troubled me because it seems like. As I've gotten older, I find it more troubling. It. It's problematic. <laughs> yeah, it, it just doesn't seem right. Like, that's why I put Baby in my number five position. Scary Spice. Scary Spice, though. I liked her. She's good. I have Sporty Spice as probably number five. Why? I don't know. Sporty Spice. It's like, hey, Sporty, you want to go to the park and throw the ball around? Yeah, okay. Like, she doesn't, she's no fuss, no muss. She's good to go at any time. She did do that song with Brian Adams. It's a banger of a song. She did do that. Do, you, do we have a clip? Listen to her sing. Listen to that. Listen to this. I mean, you can't deny that song. She she's way more talented, I think, than most people give her credit for as a musician. Probably. Yeah. And yeah, Posh Posh never really did much. No, she never smiles or anything. That's maybe the biggest thing about Posh that I don't like. Does she ever smile? She looks like she's made of stone. According to this documentary, it's because she was very introverted. Oh. She wasn't as outgoing as the other girls. Hmm. That was That's what she says. But in the same thing, and she's being interviewed in the documentary. And at one point she's like, oh, yes, David and I both come from working class families. <laughs> and Beckham walks in to her interview and says, no, no, be honest. What kind of car did your dad drive you to school in? It was a Rolls Royce. Oh. <laughs> so he came over. She and busted tried her. to play the working class card. Oh, she did, no. and he busted her. Good. Anyway, what's it called? Beckham? It's just called Beckham. It's pretty good. Uh, does he bend it? He can bend it. Yeah. And my God, he's still poured into those jeans. Really? Oh. <laughs> Handsome. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Next time I go to Lube City, I'm going to roll my window down, and I'm going to just say to whoever, the first person to come to my window, rank the Spice Girls, number five to number one. I want to find out what they say. Yeah. Yeah, my ranking is more based on 1998, Bryce. Modern day one. I remember, wasn't Scary Spice a judge on, like, America's Got Talent? And yeah, she was. looking she was. pretty good. Yeah. Like, uh, and she, I don't know. Like, I like her personality, too, Scary Spice. I honestly have never heard Sporty Spice speak. I've heard her sing, but I've never heard her speak. I am pretty sure. I think it's her in the, in the doc. I don't know. I just always liked the way she just sort of, I don't know. She just looked like... I don't know. You weren't going to have to go, hey, Sporty, do you want to go do something tonight? And she'd be like, yeah, I need four and a half hours to get ready. 
she'd be ready to go in 13 minutes. Not high maintenance. No, place. and I love that. I love that. But anyway, so this is a conversation for Loop City. Loop City is the sporty spice of, of oil change places. Yes, they are. That's right. They are. There's no fuss, no muss. It's like, let's get down to it. Let's get you in and out of here. Fast. Do your job and do it well. Now, if you want to go to Loop City, you're probably like, where is there a Loop City? There's probably one near where you're sitting right now. But in case you need to find out, go to lubecity.ca. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone forever. It is the Thanksgiving long weekend. You've already had your Thanksgiving. You're laughing. You're done. I am 35 minutes away from driving away from this building and going home and having a mid-morning turkey sandwich. Like, I'm still over 48 hours away from having... Like, I'm... What's 48? I'm 60 hours away, almost. See me over here making crybaby fists? (laughs) 60 hours away from mine. You're already into leftover phase. The downside is, though, I will probably be done all my leftovers and everything, and you'll still have turkey. I'll have nothing. Oh, my God. Maybe you did do it right, though. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. We talked in the podcast yesterday. I had Thanksgiving dinner last night. Weird, I know. Like on a Thursday night. And I'm thinking, is my wife a genius? Because now, while everybody else is scrambling to make Thanksgiving dinner on the week, we're already eating leftovers. And that really is the best part of Thanksgiving, isn't it? The leftovers. Uh, Somebody said, Garner, how was Thanksgiving dinner last night? It was fantastic. Thank you for asking. Did you bring a turkey sandwich for breakfast? Oh, did you do the public cranberry can fart? No. I was robbed of that. I went, uh, I had to go out for a bit yesterday afternoon. And then I got back home again, and by the time I got home, my beautiful bride had already opened the can of cranberries, so I was robbed of the cranberry can fart, which, like, I'm past the age, I'm past the point in my life where I should find that funny, but for some reason, it just cracks me up every single year. Take the can, take the lid off, and then you hold the can upside down. You hush everyone in the house. You turn off the music, you turn off the TV. You ask the airport to stand land, start land, stop landing planes just so you can have absolute silence, and then you listen for the cranberry can fart. It's a delight. I hope you do that too. It's a tradition in my household. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Thanksgiving traditions, Bryce. Mm. Thanksgiving traditions like uh, didn't really play well on the radio, did it? It's very confusing. No. Didn't sound right. That is the uh, that's the cranberry can. Ah, yes. Fart. Mm. It's my favorite part of Thanksgiving. You have to close your eyes, and as soon as it falls out of the can and hits the dish, you make a wish. Let me just extend the clip a little bit. Maybe it'll be. Maybe it needs some context. Listen again. There we go. Wonderful. Hmm. Really is magical. Uh, yeah, we had our. Thanksgiving dinner last night. It was fantastic on a Thursday night. Seems insane on paper. But the more I told you about it, you kind of came on board, right? Well, I do like that for you. All the hard part is already done. You've had the dinner. You've done the dishes. You've packed away the leftovers. And now you just get to sit back and enjoy while everyone else is stressing. That's right. I'm going home later this morning and I'll have a turkey sandwich for lunch. Like we said in the podcast yesterday, you're going to be done all your leftovers and cleaned out of your fridge before most people even have their first bite of That's Thanksgiving right. dinner. Yeah, yeah. So have we started a new tradition at my house? 
Uh, you're going to you're going to go to your mom's house. Yeah, I'll head south. Do people at your mom's house? Does your turkey dinner involve loved ones fighting over who gets the neck? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Is I that everyone's kind of on the same page? I think they use that stuff maybe for gravy. I don't know. I have I no think- clue. This is, if you're vegan, vegetarian, this is disgusting. I think people actually eat that. And I think that there was, I remember as a kid, like being so grossed out by it. I couldn't even look at it. But I remember aunts or uncles fighting over who was going to eat it. Like, ugh. Yeah, no, that's uh, not not a fight that goes on in that house. I'll tell you that much. No. I think everyone's kind of on the same page. Yeah. How about you? Do you and your loved ones fight over the neck? I'd love to, are people eating that? It's so weird. I think I, I think you're right. I think people do, and the heart too. And oh, okay. I, I even think it's kind of weird enough that you stuff a turkey. Yeah, you know, pull, I've never done that before. When you see that stuffing being pulled out of that thing, mm-hmm. it just seems wrong. Uh huh. Sure does. God, if turkeys only knew what we did. Who, if they only knew where they were going when they were loaded <laughs> in that truck, and they're like, "Oh my God, we're going on a road trip!" Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a good thing they don't know. It's the guard. Show Express Kelly podcast. Giblets. What what goes into giblets? The uh, the um, heart, the neck, the gizzard. The gizzard, neck, kidneys, and heart all generally referred to as the giblets. And I say, well, you're going to your mom's house this weekend, right? You're going to have some turkey dinner there, I yeah, imagine. You bet. Will the family fight over who gets the neck? I don't think so. No, <laughs> I don't think there's a big line of people eating, waiting to eat the turkey heart. I've never even come close to it. I don't even really like looking at them. No, it grosses me out so hard. I want to say maybe they use some of it to add flavor to gravy. Maybe. But I could be totally making that up. My beautiful bride yesterday, she's yoinking stuffing out of the turkey and out comes an onion and a full carrot. Like, what is this? A boot comes out? (laughs) No, she just stuffed a whole bunch of stuff in there. It's fantastic. Good for her. She made Thanksgiving dinner for us on a Thursday night. Man, and just a salute in general to the people who stuff a turkey. I know. I never want to do that. One person in every house has to do it. That's the reason why I'm not a veterinarian anymore. (laughs) Got to get one of those gloves gloves that that go to your elbow. You can give birth to a cow afterwards. Uh, Kelly texted, not the neck, but the gizzard is a hot commodity at our house. Barf. I don't want to look up what the gizzard actually is. No. It's probably some sort of filter. I don't know. Oh, God. Hardly tell I used to be a vet. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, back to giblet jabber. We were calling it turkey talk, but I like giblet jabber, jabber better. Uh, I actually saw an ad the other day. Is this something people are doing? The ad said, Thanksgiving gift giving ideas. Thanksgiving gifts? Yeah. Is that oh, a thing now geez. people are doing? Or do you have to buy a gift? I hope not. Is there like a Thanksgiving tree? Kids come down the stairs on Thanksgiving morning and... Oh, that bums me out. Turkey Claws has been there. Huh. Somebody said, uh, we were discussing... Now, your family, Bryce, they don't uh, they don't fight over who gets the turkey neck or the, the giblets. No, there is no lineup for that stuff. No. None whatsoever. We were asking, though, what a gizzard is for, and many, many people chimed in and said... Uh, a gizzard basically chews the food for the birds since birds don't have any teeth. And people want to eat that? Yeah, that is pretty gross. Somebody else said, my family definitely doesn't eat the giblets. 
However, my mom does make authentic gravy mm. by boiling the giblets in some vegetables all day to make a stock to use to make her gravy. This has ruined every other gravy for me. When I do go to other people's houses or have friends giving or anything like that, and I and they don't do this, it just doesn't taste good. Do you push their gravy away? Go yuck. Yeah, and then you can do that finger in your throat. <laughs> Puke. That's what I think. I my mom or my grandmother does is uses the giblets for gravy. Yeah, it's one, <laughs> one of those things where you're like, who who discovered this? Who linked? These dots. I have an idea. If we take all this disgusting stuff and put it in a pot and boil it all day, it'll be delicious. Who discovered that? Oh, it's the same thing like the first person to ever eat an egg. Yes. Like, I've often thought about that. Like, yeah. hey, see that thing that just fell out of that chicken's butt? I'm going to eat that. That'd be great on toast. Uh, and the first person to milk a cow. Yes. What were they up to? How about the first person to drink straight out of the cow? <laughs> I'll bet you that's been done. Ooh. Hey, sometimes you're thirsty and you don't have a you don't have a cup. Someone says they feed their giblets to their cat. Gross. You know that that makes sense. I can get behind that. Yeah, but then you kiss that cat and you're like, mm. yeah, cat's breath is already bad enough. Yeah. Oh yes, this is the Garner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Wow. Maybe you're off to see mom. Um, if you are, does she cook you two turkey dinners? Listen to this one. My husband's mom cooks two turkey dinners when we go visit her for Thanksgiving or Christmas. One turkey dinner is for when you're there. The other for my husband to bring back to Edmonton with him so we have leftovers. I used to make fun of him for being mommy's little boy until he correctly pointed out that I was benefiting from the two turkey Thanksgiving as well. He is not wrong. Pam. Who? Pam, does he have siblings? Like, is he the only one? Like, if he's an only child, then... Because I, I can imagine if, like, there's other siblings and they don't get a, a take-home turkey dinner, that could be a problem. Or is he the spoiled kid in that family? Are you the spoiled kid in your family? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Crazy Town Butterfly? What a jam. I mean, I don't want to hear it every day. A couple of times a week, though, I'd be fine with it. Uh, and Brock, by the way, you were right, buddy. He, Brock had called in and said, you know that song's built on a sample of Red Hot Chili Peppers' Pretty Little Ditty? And then he's like, I think it was on Mother's Milk. And I argued with him. I'm like, I don't know if it was Mother's Milk. But I Googled it. You were right. It was Mother's Milk. And then when I was Googling, like I was sitting here listening to Butterfly. And I thought, let me Google this. I've never really read about that song before. And the one thing I took away, it was named the 34th most awesomely bad song ever by VH1. And then I had to look at that complete list of awesomely bad songs. There, I, whew, I would listen to almost every song on this list and probably not ironically either. Like Rembrandt's I'll Be There For You, that was on the list, number 20. That's the theme from Friends, right? Aqua Barbie Girl, number 13. Uh, Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy. You know that one, right? Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, number five on VH1's 50 Awesomely Bad Songs. You know what was the number one song on that list? According to VH1, the most awesomely bad song of all times is... We're 
Kelly podcast. Crazy Town, Butterfly. When I Googled that song, when I was sitting here listening to it, it showed up as the 33rd most awesomely bad song ever. Hmm. A list put together by VH1. I'm actually surprised it's that low. <laughs> you thought it would be higher up the chart? I would have put it higher. You know what song was number 50 on that list? A little bit of Canadian content. Oh. It sounds like... Sunglasses at night. Corey Hart. Is that a bad song? I mean, I, I don't want to play it. kind of is. Yeah, in the number one song on that list. We built this city. You know that one, right? Yeah. I don't really like that song. I'm not a big fan of it either. I don't know if I'd put it at the top of this list, though. I don't think I'd turn it off, though, either. Like, again, it's not something I want to hear every single day, but every now and again, eh, little trip down memory lane. Sometimes you need to be reminded that this city was built on rock and roll. Yeah. I always like the disc jockey part in that song. Do you remember that? Disc jockey comes on in the middle. He's like, looking out over that Golden Gate Bridge. I see that bumper-to-bumper traffic. He talks like that in the middle of the song. Smooth. God, I love that. Real smooth. Uh, anyway, Jiblet Jabber was, uh, that's what we're calling the segment of the show today where we talk about all things Thanksgiving, turkey dinner. Uh, so far, I've heard from nobody who said they give Thanksgiving gifts. Good. So, because... Good. I don't want that trend to catch on. It sounds ridiculous. I saw an actual ad for that the other day. It's like gift-giving guide for people on your Thanksgiving gift list or something like that. It was very, very wordy and confusing, but I'm like, have I been doing Thanksgiving wrong? Have you been snubbing guests for years? Oh my God, am I supposed to be giving out gifts? Am I supposed to be setting up a Thanksgiving tree and singing Thanksgiving carols? I've also never received a Thanksgiving gift before. No, neither have I. Like the gift of a meal, maybe. The gift of friendship, perhaps. Uh. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.